Welcome into the Cowboys Report. I am your host, Tom Downey. Many of you have asked me, hey, can we get a mock draft? Well, now that it is the Cowboys bye week, I figured it was the perfect time to unveil our first seven-round Dallas Cowboys mock draft of the season. Now, a couple housekeeping notes here to get into before we really get going with the actual picks. I based it on the current draft order using the Draft Network Simulator. So the Cowboys, well, they're picking number three. I did not do trades, at least in this one, more on that coming up in a little bit. And I tried to make things as realistic as possible. It's still very early. A bunch of stuff's going to change. I picked some players who may not turn pro, whatever. It's early. I got Antoine Winfield in round four last year. I don't know why people complain about the draft being hard. It's easy. Just take the good football players. So with that in mind, seven-round Cowboys mock draft. Pick number three. I went with Patrick Sertain, the cornerback out of Alabama. Now, I could have gone Panay Sewell here, although I will make note, I ran the simulator like eight times in a row, and Panay Sewell went number two every time to the Jacksonville Jags, but it's my show, I just could have done it and not told you guys, but I'm being honest here with who was actually on the board. I would still go defensive back. Again, no trades, we'll get to that here in just a second. I think that's a bigger impact position than going with an offensive lineman in Panay Sewell, who if Tyron Smith comes back healthy, you're moving him to guard for the first year or two years or three years, and you're spending a top three pick on a guard? Eh, I don't know about that one. Sertain this year for Alabama has been awesome. Now he's allowed, I think, 50 yards in zero games this season, actually. Already has one pick, six, two pass breakups. He looks the part of a legit number one corner. Now, there might be some elite speed concerns, but he can play man-to-man, -man, he can stick in coverage, he can be your number one corner, Trevon Diggs can be your number two, and now your secondary feels a lot more complete and a lot fuller overall. Because remember, Jordan Lewis, Chidabe Awuzie, two of your top four corners, they're free agents this upcoming season. So, of course, you know we'll know what happens in free agency before the actual draft, but I think going cornerback early is a good decision by the Cowboys. Maybe a bit earlier for Caleb Farley, so I went with Sertain at number three. Now, you guys know that I am on team trade down. That is what I desperately want to do. So what should the Cowboys do in the first round? Type K for keep the pick or type T for trade down. I did not do trades in this particular mock draft. However, if you want me to do a seven-round mock draft with trades, for the Dallas Cowboys. I need you guys to share this video on social media. The, the, the draft stuff doesn't always do as well as some of our other videos here at the Cowboys. And I know it's early in the process. I get it. But if you want a mock draft with trades, be it in a week, two weeks, or whatever, I need you guys to share this video, social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Just hit share and help me out. Let's go to round two. And I look, in general, this defensive line class is not great, or at least it's not great right now. Again, it is only November. Things can and probably will change, but I like Christian Barmore. I, there's a lot of potential there. He's shown some flashes, 11 pressures already in the four games he's played. Was slowed a little bit earlier this year coming off of a, of a knee injury. I would have loved to have made this Marvin Wilson, who entering this year, I was like, oh yeah, he's going to be a round one pick, top 10 guy. He's not been very good this year. He's now out for the year with an injury. He was on the board for this pick, but I went with the Bama product instead. And again, in four games this year, look, 2.5 tackles for loss and four sacks, or in two sacks, excuse me, plus three pass breakups, that does carry some value. 
Now, I think Barmore, again, fits a little bit more in the same role of a Neville Gallimore of, hey, we're going to make this guy into more of a three technique. There will still be some two-gapping responsibilities with the way Mike Nolan, assuming he comes back, has run his defense this year. But I think Barmore's done that plenty at Alabama. I think he can be a good fit in it. Antoine Woods is a restricted free agent. And Tyrone Crawford's not going to be back at anywhere near his contract cost. So you're going to want another option when it comes to a rotational, more of a pass-rushing defensive tackle. I think a Gallimore-Barmore uh, combo, which, hey, look at Rhymes, also brings you some very intriguing upside. Both players still a little bit raw, but Barmore's got explosive traits. He has a lot of potential. He's only a redshirt sophomore. I really like the size that he brings as well. I will gamble on him at the beginning of round three, or round two, excuse me, because I'm desperately trying to find a good defensive tackle. And if I don't take one here, because I ran a bunch of different simulations, I didn't like what I was getting. So let me know in the comments what players you want the Cowboys to draft. Now, it doesn't have to be round one. It doesn't have to be round two. Just let me know what players, and it can even be some later sleeper guys, that you want the Cowboys to take. If you are going later, one little minor request, I would like you guys to also include uh, which particular round you're trying to take them in. Just in case I see a weird name, I don't think you're thinking of, of them in round one. This will be the pinned comment on today's video, so if you get the ad break, scroll on down and get your votes in. Now, I passed on linebacker round one and round two because it's a linebacker. I don't want to overinvest in the position again. But I could not pass up on Chaz Surratt in round three, the linebacker out of North Carolina. It is a need for the Cowboys, make no mistake about it. Now, Surratt is a quarterback-turned linebacker, which you don't often see in college football or in the NFL. I like him as an athlete, and there are certainly flaws in his game. Namely, he's missed too many tackles. There are times that he just, even though he's a quarterback and can identify pretty well, sometimes the run fits aren't, aren't always ideal and the missed tackles, as I mentioned. But this year for UNC in seven games, 54 tackles, 4.5 tackles for loss, four sacks. He's a very good blitzer. I am willing to gamble on him as a potential Jalen Smith replacement. Now, maybe you keep Smith for a year and you can kind of rotate them all in together or whatever. But Sean Lee's a free agent, might end up being a coach for the Cowboys next year. I think Surratt has a lot of upside because he hasn't played linebacker for very long. So again, I'm aiming high and gambling on some of these picks. Chaz Surratt at the beginning of round three. If I don't take Surratt, there weren't many linebackers that I like left on the board, and it gets a little bit thin, at least for me right now, by the time they get to the back end of round three. So get your votes in on this question now. What is the Cowboys' biggest need? Is it linebacker, corner, safety? Get your votes in. Let me know what you think. This is a compensatory draft pick round three. This is, again... Draft Network put in, put in their, their projected comp picks. This is the Byron Jones pick. Andre Sisco, who I think you could see slide a little bit because he is coming off a torn ACL. He already declared for the draft. Many of you have asked me about Sisco before. I didn't think I was going to get him in round three, but the safeties kept falling in the, in the Draft Network uh, mock draft simulation. So, hey, I waited and got super lucky. He is a single high free safety with a knack for the football. 24 games. He has 14 pass breakups and 13 interceptions. That's pretty wild production to have more pass breakups and interceptions combined than you have games played. You don't see that very often. Now, Cisco can be a bit boom or bust at times, which happens, by the way, when you're that uh, aggressive free safety. 
but it's okay if you get beat a little bit. If you're making that many plays on the football, I'm fine with it. Cisco comes in, and he could be the guy the Cowboys have not had in a very long time. An actual playmaker at safety. Seriously, when was the last time there was a guy that you thought, yeah, he might be able to get us four interceptions a year at any of the defensive back spots? Maybe Trevon Diggs, but I don't think he gets there this year now that he's banged up. So that's a really good sign for the Cowboys. If I can get him at the back end of round three, sign me up. Now I want you guys to sign up for BetUS. Head over to chatsports.com slash bet. Use the promo code you see on your screen. That is Cowboys125. If you put down the minimum $100 deposit, A, it gets you that 125% deposit bonus. And for new BetUS customers only, when the Cowboys finally return to action against the Minnesota Vikings, if you bet on the Cowboys to cover against Minnesota, whatever the spread ends up being, and they don't cover, I will cover your bet loss up to 50 bucks. Email us at cowboys at chatsports.com. One more time, and I'll put that link in the in the comment in the or in the description, by the way. Cowboys at chatsports.com. If you have questions or once you sign up and deposit, and we'll help streamline the process for you. So that's chatsports.com slash bet. The promo code is Cowboys125. Then email us, cowboys at chatsports.com to get the bet cover deal. To round four, Shaka Tony, one of the best names in this year's draft class. Round four, pick number 104, so we're away from the comp picks here. Tony's the other Penn State edge rusher. I think he's a very athletic player, which is just all Penn State produces as of late. Not ideal size. I still think he is a little raw. There was a game in 2018 against Indiana in which he had four sacks, and I'm like, oh, this is the breakout moment. Hasn't fully happened yet, but he does have two sacks and two tackles for loss in just two games this year. So I'm very excited to see what Shaka Tony does the rest of the way for Penn State. And in round four, yeah, I'll take a gamble on the high upside guy and see what he can end up being. Alden Smith's a free agent, even if he comes back, though. You know, he and Randy Gregory are both actually getting a little bit up there in age. They, they aren't this, the same young chickens that, you know, you might otherwise expect. Heck, Alden is actually older than Demarcus Lawrence. Gregory's going to turn 24, th or 28, excuse me, this year. So he's always a bit of a wild card, too. Can't fully trust him. I don't like Dorrance Armstrong. Bradley and I and Tony are very different edge rushers, and you always want more depth at that particular position. So I think as a kind of an undersized weight-wise, he's only 252, he does kind of fit more of that truer edge guy and less of the, the bigger build that the Cowboys have preferred in the past out of their guys. I like Shaka Tony. I'll take him in round four. Another, another comp pick here, I found the Cowboys the, an, a, an offensive lineman. Again, if you're assuming Tyron Smith plays next year, which I believe the Cowboys are, then they're probably fine at tackle. Again, if Smith does miss some more time, you can get by with Brandon Knight. Ideally, I would have drafted an offensive tackle earlier. There really weren't any that I liked too much. I am not saying ignore the position altogether. But because I can't trade down, I don't have an extra top 100 pick to spend on a good offensive tackle who can actually be a super reliable swing guy, if not start as needed. I don't love Alaric Jackson, allowed two sacks, five hits, 11 hurries last year. Hasn't gotten a chance to play much for Iowa this year because, you know, Big 12, COVID, blah, blah, blah. I, or Big 10, excuse me. I don't know if Jackson is really going to be a reliable left tackle. He might be someone who the NFL tries to kick inside to guard, but I'll at least try him here at round four, late, or excuse me, late in round four. Again, you're bringing back all five starters. Your, your free agents are Cam Irving and Joe Looney. 
Like, those guys have played sparingly this year for you, and you don't need it to, tra to draft a center. You have Brandon Knight. I know we don't love Terrence Steele, but you've at least been able to survive kind of with him. So tackle is a need, but I'm not going to spend a premium pick when I have to get all these picks going on the defensive side of the football. So Jackson checked in as my round four comp pick in this one. Now we will keep you covered on everything around the Dallas Cowboys and the NFL draft. As the season moves on, we'll do more draft videos. It's mock draft week this week, and we'll do a couple of them for you guys overall. So if you haven't already, hit that big red button and subscribe today. That way you don't miss out on a single Cowboys or Cowboys draft video here on the channel. Another fun name here, USC Safety uh, Talanoa Hufonga, who is not a single high guy. He's very different than Andre Sisco. But I think he'd be a good match with Cisco, And this is what he did back in 2019. 90 tackles, 7.5 tackles for loss, 3.5 sacks, just three pass breakups. Has never had an interception. Ball skills, deep end speed, or, or top end speed, excuse me, isn't really his thing. But the Cowboys are trying to pull this. We're going to play Darian Thompson as a dime linebacker, and I hate it because he's bad. Hufanga might actually be a better fit as that dime linebacker type. A number three safety comes in off the bench as a dime linebacker because you don't want the extra linebacker out there because they can't cover very well. I think Hufunga has some ability against, against tight ends. I like that pick a lot in round five. Another round five pick here, Diamador Lenore, which is also a very fun name here. Mostly he's been an outside corner at Oregon. He's only played one game this year, so we'll see what ends up happening the rest of the way for him. I think he's better in zone. I think he's a willing tackler. Special teams value also comes into play here. And that does matter, by the way, as you get further along into the NFL draft because you're spending these barely top 200 picks. They got to help you on special teams. Even if you keep C.J. Goodwin, you probably want to have another option as a reliable special teams player. And if he's your CB4-5, you're actually probably doing okay. So I like Lenore. Again, hasn't played very much this season, but we'll see what ends up happening on that one. All right, Aleem McNeil checks up next in here. Sixth round pick, number 219 overall. Potential sleeper, I think, in the 2021 NFL draft. Got a good size, good build. Also has shown some, some real explosiveness. He does, however, need to do more against the passing game. The, the pass rushing productivity hasn't really been there throughout his time with NC State. Seven games this year, only 16 tackles, but he does have four tackles for loss. Also ran a, a pick six back for a touchdown because, hey, fat guy touchdowns are, are a thing in college football. Haven't been so much for the Cowboys. I like him a decent amount as another potential Antoine Woods, either replacement or partner, as more of a one-technique nose guard caliber player. I like that idea for the Cowboys. Good size again. Look, 6'2", 320 is what he's listed at. We'll see what he actually checks in at during the combine. If he does come turn pro, I like the fit there for Dallas. Now, do you guys trust the Cowboys front office when it comes to the draft? Type Y for yes or type N for no. Last year... They finally let Will McClay and the scouts really have full control, and we all loved the draft. So just do that again, and my answer is why for yes. Finally, round seven here, pick number 224, C.J. Verdell. Well, why not go out and get another option here at the running back position? I didn't really love the guys that were available in round seven, but I think Verdell might be more of a household name here. 
Look, he brings some great value in the back end of round seven. I do want to see him a little bit more involved with the passing game. And in Oregon's offense last year, which certainly did benefit from having the best offensive line in college football, he averaged 6.2 yards per carry. He wasn't too involved in the passing game because the Oregon offense was one for cowards. But you know what? It's a seventh-round pick. Maybe he could beat Rico Dowdle to be RB3. If not, oh no, we missed on pick number 224 overall. Not really that big of a deal. You're more often than not going to miss that pick anyway. If he becomes RB3, then hey, you know what? It was a worthwhile investment. So I went with Verdell in round seven. To be honest, I was a little bit surprised that he uh, that he lasted as long as he ended up you know, going for. But hey, in round seven, why not? As a reminder, folks, email us, cowboys at chatsports.com to get involved in that Cowboys bet cover deal against the Minnesota Vikings. That's cowboys at chatsports.com.